gems. It is your girl Chantel the gem herself. Hi, hi, hi. I'm so excited that you guys get to actually see me. Um, so sorry for the you know technical difficulty and you know the hair and the there and the everywhere in between. Okay. Um, but we are back, honey, and we are fabulous. So I am really excited for today's episode. Um, because, you know, it's kind of the reason why I became a life romance and intimacy coach. Um, one of them, several reasons, but one of them. Okay. Um, so with that being said, y'all already know the vibes. Y'all already know what goes on here. If you are new here, thank you so much for joining the gems. Okay. If you are a day one, you already know who I'm so excited that you're here with me. Um, but let's show them how we do this. So at the beginning of every episode, we say an affirmation. Again, this is your moment. If you are tired of the affirmation every at the beginning of every episode, then fast forward, boo. Fast forward. You know, I feel no kind of way. I ain't going to know you did it. You know, as long as you listen to the whole episode, I really don't care. Okay. Um, but the affirmation is really, really near and dear to my heart. Okay. It, it is something that I say every morning and a lot of the times I reserve it to say with you guys because you guys are my fam. So let's start. The affirmation, we say it twice, the first times for the newbies so that you guys can hear how it goes, write it down, rewind it, whatever you need to do. The second one is because we need to say it with a little bit more umph, with a little bit more intention, okay? Um, clarity, all of that, right? So that is what we are going to do. So sorry, guys. Bear me two seconds. People have been blowing up my phone, so I'm making sure that no one's just popping by. Because people tend to do that when you don't answer your phone instead of just realizing that you don't want to be bothered. All right. Okay. So the affirmation goes, I am in the timeline of my highest good, my deepest desires, and my ultimate fulfillment. Okay. Um... Second time, a little bit more um, say from in your diaphragm. <clears throat> We're going to turn the mic around for this one. I am in the timeline of my highest good, my deepest desires, and my ultimate fulfillment. I choose the path of least resistance. I choose the path of least resistance. I want to see the best possible outcome, the best possible outcome. Show me the best that could happen. And that's how it goes, y'all. Okay, now let's get into the content. Because I know that's why y'all here, right? You saw the title. You were like, ooh, I either can understand that or that's something that I want to hear about. So let's get into it. Okay, so today's topic is relationship trauma. Okay, um, I'm even going to read some excerpts from... One of the books that I used to study for um, my career path change, uh, which is called Unfuck Your Intimacy, okay? It is by Faith G. Harper. She's a PhD in LPCS and ACS and ACN, and she's also the author of Unfuck Your Brain, okay? Um, first of all, love this book. Absolutely adore it. Um, I think I even paid for it from, yeah, I paid for it from the, the library. Um, I ended up keeping it past due and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ever return this. <laughs> Let me just pay you for it. And that's what I did. I paid for it. Um, 
Now, before we get into relationship trauma, I want to read a little excerpt from the book um, so that you can understand what we're talking about, okay? I'm going to add a little bit of my personal stories. Y'all already know how this goes, right? Pull up a chair, sis. Get your coffee, get your tea, get your wine, whichever day you're looking at this, whatever time, and let's get into this. Okay, so look. <clears throat> Trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, rape, or natural disaster. Immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical. Longer-term reactions include unpredictable emotions, flashbacks, strained relationships, and even physical symptoms like headaches or nausea. That's an exact um, definition in the book from the American Psychology Association. So now you understand what trauma is. And let me read you what she says about this. So why are we talking about trauma? Besides the fact that, hi, I'm the trauma therapist who talks about trauma in relationship to everything, which I, I kind of do as well. All actually, it's just that trauma does impact everything. That's the reason I became increasingly interested in sexology as a field of study. The impact of trauma on people's intimate relationships was coming up over and over again and was often the impetus for people seeking support. And for people who don't have PTSD or some other kind of lasting trauma response, we all deal with situations that are traumatic. Things that shake us up and fundamentally change our lives in some way. And those changes have a huge impact on how we connect to others. The DSM, which is the Dynastic and Statistical Manual, is a tool that clinicians use to assign mental health diagnosis like PTSD. What they allow as trauma for the diagnosis is limited. I imagine anytime you are trying to create a classification system, you have to draw the line somewhere of what counts and what doesn't. But it's unfortunate. Because so many life events that are not classified as trauma by the DSM can cause a trauma response. It's not just the traditional stuff we think, like being a soldier or on deployment, being abused or getting in a terrible car accident. For a lot of the things we talk about in this book, you may end up realizing that impacted you as a trauma. Fucked up messages you got about your body, sexuality, or gender not being respected by others, or being taught that things you enjoy sexually are wrong or bad or inappropriate can be cause, cause to be um, all traumatic. Of course, not every trauma we experience causes a trauma response. A trauma response happens when a traumatic experience goes unresolved. Trauma becomes an issue when you notice an ongoing impact to your daily functioning which is just a clinical way of saying that your trauma history is impacting your ability to lead the life the way you want to lead it. In short, we don't get what, you, what we need to heal. I wrote about this already. That's in, that's in the book, Unfuck Your Brain. So I won't wax on it too much. But in a nutshell, overview bears, bears repeated. We experience traumas throughout our lives, no matter how we try to protect ourselves, no matter how we try to remain safe. Terrible things can happen. 
And sometimes these terrible things can happen where we, when we were our youngest and most vulnerable selves, when we needed protection from others who were unwilling and unable to provide the safety net. Research shows that we are able to process and move on from many traumas on our own. We make sense of the events that have occurred, and with a few months, we regain our normal baseline functioning. This may be a new normal that takes into account of the impact of the trauma, but we are still able to navigate the world and our relationships in generally healthy ways. But sometimes we get stuck. This usually happens within the first month of experiencing the trauma. For many, many reasons, either conscious or unconscious, we are able to do the processing work necessary to make sense of the trauma and how it impacted our lives. This can often be very pragmatic for very pragmatic reasons. Processing trauma can be a luxury of time and emotional energy that we don't always have. The brain may say, we have other stuff to do right now. We don't have time to process a trauma. It could be the traumas that are coming in so fast and furious that our brain's going into survival mode and shut down processing just to keep us safe. And sometimes our brains simply say, no, I'm sorry. I don't need to know how to make sense of this for you. And the processing shuts down. These are the times when we are, when we develop a trauma response or even PTSD. It may not be the biggest or the worst trauma we've experienced, but it's the one that for whatever reason we couldn't do the work on and we begin avoiding the things that trigger the thoughts and the feelings we haven't found out a way to make peace with. And sometimes we have no idea what's going on. Bruh. Bruh. Okay, like... So, um, again, really good book. It's called Unfuck Your Intimacy. It's by Faith G. Harper, um, who was a PhD, LPCS, ACS, and ACN. Um, she's also the author of Unfuck Your Brain. Um, little compact, little tiny little book. Okay, she's not that thick. Um, very, very, very good information in it, though. Um, it was one of the first ones that I picked up when I realized, hey, I want to be a life and an intimacy coach. I need to understand this a little bit better. Um, you know, which a lot of intimacy coaches or life coaches kind of go off of the, their their actual stories or like the things that they've impacted and they kind of just dig into their wisdom bucket a little bit. But I wanted to expand on that a little bit because, you know, not everything that you go through personally will fit every single person. And I wanted to be open for everyone. <laughs> um, plus... It is something that I'm really passionate about, and I like studying up on things I'm passionate about, things, people, places, whatever. If I'm really interested in it, then I'll dive headfirst into it. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, <laughs> um, and just kind of like work it out. Yeah. Um, okay. So I wanted to talk about relationship trauma, um, and I put relationship trauma because it's not always just parental, like, you know, my mom went through whatever, so I'm going through whatever. It's not always sibling. Well, it, it can be sibling. It can be, you know, my brother, trauma from my, from my sibling. It can be trauma from a friend, okay? And we don't talk about that enough. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. 
Um, trauma can come from a bunch of different places. Okay, just like it was said in the book. Um, it's just that moment where there's just so much happening, right? And your brain's like, fuck this shit. I can't, I can't process this right now. Um, or um, you know, like baby girl, we got other things to do, okay. Um, it's survival mode time. We don't have time to sit down and unpack what the fuck just happened. So I'm gonna need you to take that, take that one on the chin and let's keep it moving, right? So it doesn't have to always be the typical trauma that we talk about, which is, um, oh, um, I have trauma, I have generational trauma. Like my mom, my grandmother, her mother before her, they all went through all of this. So I'm going through that and I'm trying to break generational curses. That is a very much so a thing, but it's not always like that. Okay, you can receive trauma again from interacting with spouses, friends, um, family, the nigga in the grocery store, excuse the, you know, the N-word, the guy in the grocery store, um, the, um, you know, the gentleman or, you know, non-gentleman at the club that wanted to grope you up. Like it can, it can come from any place, right? And sometimes it's not even just like a, a person doing something to you. Sometimes it's you, um, it's you, being being cognitive and being um there to see something that a human is doing to somebody else right or or to themselves right so it's not always like a she did this to me that's caused me trauma trauma can come from a variety of different places right so i wanted to talk about today the one that i kind of wanted to hone in on okay was friend trauma okay um, I want to talk about friend trauma and I am pretty much going to say it like this. <sighs> Story time, y'all. I have had, um, a ton of, uh, attempts. Okay at being friends with different kinds of people, okay? I am a gym, right? So we typically are mutable signs. I'm an air sign, okay? Um, same thing with Libra, same thing, you know, um, like we, we're mutable, we're mutable signs, right? So we can kind of um, mold or, you know, like, fit into different friend groups. We can, you know, um, and, and it's not that we're changing ourselves to fit into these groups. We're just uh, maybe like shining more light on a part of us that already resonates with that group, right? So I'm able to do exactly that. I'm able to jump between friend groups. Um, I was the one in high school that didn't have like my own squad, so to speak, or my own clique. I would just hop between the nerds, hop between the black girls, hop between the, you know, the, the A girls, hop between the, you know, like I hop between all of them. They were all my friends, loose, loose relation to the term. Um, they were all associates. We'll say it like that now. They were all associates. So I was able to jump between all different kinds of groups that there were. Right. Um, so I say it like this. I moved around a lot as a kid as well. Right. So not only was I hopping from friend group to friend group, 
but I also moved a lot. My mom moved us like people change their underwear. Like I feel like I have like two schools per grade. I tell people that all the time. Um, and it was from like state to state too. It wasn't from like one city in a state to another city in the state. It was like, nah, we are hopping straight out of New York to Michigan. We are hopping straight out of Michigan to, you know, um, Ohio. Like it was like jump all the way out the state not even like i'm just a couple hours away from my friends it's like nah you're like all the way over there now <laughs> you're not you're not even able to really like keep up with them the way that you want to because now you have this whole new life in a whole different place so i have a detachment ability where i don't even really get too close to people at first um, or, you know, feel like they're going to be around at first. Um, like, I won't even save your number in my phone until I realize that you are going to actually talk to me. Like, like it's actually a reason for me to have your number. Um, like the conversation is going to keep, continue going. Oh, okay. Um, I don't just go straight in and like, no, like I, I have a detachment thing. Um, not to mention the PTSD and the ADHD, right? So I say all this to say, I'm coming to a, a specific moment, I promise. Um, I realized the other day, I realized the other day, y'all, that I have a trauma from a best friend situation. Yeah, um, one of my nearest and dearest, uh, Jay, um, had messaged me about something and she had responded in a way that kind of triggered something that was just like right underneath the veil. And I didn't even know it was there. Um, I had a friendship with someone I'm not going to name, obviously, um, that was very stressful and dramatic for me. Um, they were very... <sighs> yeah, I felt, my, I felt my spirit get a little riled up there. Okay, we're not going to do that today. Um, pretty much the interactions that I had with this person was always of high anxiety for the most part. I was always nervous that I was going to do something or say something wrong because they constantly picked at the way that I moved, the way that I interacted with them, the way that I was just naturally being me. Um, I never had any malicious intent, never had any ill will. Um, even till this day, I still wish her the very, the very best. Okay. The very best. She's an amazing person. Um, anytime that, you know, and have somebody that could, you know, benefit from something that she does and I send them her way. Okay. There's no ill will here. It's just simple that we were both growing, right? And we knew each other for quite some time. We were both growing, but we were both growing and are like our roots, not our roots, our branches were kind of like brushing against each other. And it was like, oh, like it was, it was not excruciating, but it was, it was a traumatic experience for me because just a simple way that she responded to the way that I was just simply being me. We had a constant miscommunication, constantly miscommunication. Um, and we communicated a lot, but the comprehension of each other and how, you know, we communicated was what was lacking. The way that I would take something that she would say would send me and the way that she would take something that I would say would send her. But we, we kept trying it and trying it and it just it didn't fit at the time. It didn't fit. 
So I realized this was a traumatic moment for me because I was talking to one of my nearest and literally probably one of, yeah, one of three of my best friends, right? Um, known, known my babes for years, right? She's on my spiritual council. Um, know her intent is never ill will or anything, but the way that she responded to something that I said, I started feeling that anxiety. I felt it. I felt it. And part of me was like, don't respond, don't respond. But then I was like, oh, it's just, it's just Jay. I'm just going to go ahead and respond. Um, and she even pointed out to me like, babe, it sounds like you took that a little bit more seriously than what I meant it. Um, I'm not tripping, boo. I'm not. Um, and I had to be like, oh, you know what? I did realize that my anxiety went up there a little bit. That's on me. And I, I apologize for that. I, I realized that the way that I interacted with what you just said probably wasn't my greatest moment. For real. Like, and it's not like I went for her neck or anything. Like, it's all love. It's all love. It's just that the, I was just very much so a little bit more like, probably a little bit more defensive in the way that I responded than I would have ever normally been with her. But I realized that's tied to a friend trauma that I had. And I was trying to figure out where the world did this come from? And then I was thinking to myself, this comes from, and it was like, it was like right away. It was right away too. I didn't have to think hard. Okay. It just, it came to me. Oh, you thought she was going to snap on you. Like old girl did. Or that you were going to make her upset. Or whatever like you did, oh girl. Like every... And I, I'm saying oh girl because I don't want to say your name. I'm not being disrespectful. Um, but every time that I would interact with the young queen, she would... Oh, you don't talk to me enough. Or you don't reach out enough. Or, um, you know, it sounds like you're being nonchalant right now. Or the way that you're interacting with this is a little off. Like... And it just was like, I don't, I don't really know what to do here. Like, mm. it was kind of like, I felt like I was walking on eggshells after a moment. And nine times out of 10 days, if you feel like you're walking on eggshells with a person, then you're not able to be your authentic self. And you're not able to be your authentic self and feel comfortable in a space to be your authentic self. Then it's time to disengage. It's time. Um, we ended up naturally just stop, stop interacting. Honestly, it was just a natural, it was just a natural thing. Nobody went for the other person's neck. Nobody, you know, tore anybody down. That's not the vibe here, y'all. I do not do any of that, nor does anybody that I've ever dealt with ever do any of that. Um, the, we just naturally was like, okay, we have tried this seven times since Sunday. Okay. Um, and it's just not, sorry, I'm messing with my, my headband. Um, it's just not doing what it's supposed to have gave. So we just naturally let the conversation die down and we just didn't go, you know, um, emotions being high. It just, it wasn't doing what it's supposed to give right now. That's my story time. If you thought of anybody in your life, Okay. You just automatically thought of whoever that person was that you thought of when I said that story. You need to either A, start to let the conversation die, 
down or B, have a full conversation with them and let them know, A, this is how I'm feeling. Can we work on this or do, can, do we have to let it go? It has to be, it really has to be one or the other. And honestly, the only reason why I'm even putting it up for a debate is because everybody's situation is different. And I don't want to sit here and recommend, oh, just cut that person all the way off. Uh, You know, situations are different. Okay. You do what's best for you always. But at the same time, at the same time, you do what's best for you. You get me? Like, if you got it, you got it. If you didn't, that went over your head. Sorry. But those who get it, got it. Always do what's best for you. Okay? If that includes keeping that person around, and that's what's best for you and them. Okay? That's what's best. Do that. But work on that. Okay? That's not a healthy dynamic. If it's not, and you could really do like, yo, peace, two piece and a biscuit, then let them go. Let them go. And whether that looks like you having that conversation and just being blunt, like, yo, this ain't going to work. Or <clears throat> if it's kind of a situation like the one I had, where we both were kind of aware of the situation and the fact that it wasn't really working, we just let it die. Then let it die, baby. Stop, re stop resuscitating it. Stop bringing it back. Let it die, boo-boo kitty. Let it die. Okay? So that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I am a life, romance, and intimacy coach. I have said this a half a dozen times. Um, but for whatever reason, I feel like some people don't really get it. Um, that means that arrived. Tell me about your situation. Let's sit down. Let's un unpack it. Let's figure out what it's about. Okay. What's really happening there. What's, what's being triggered. Okay. Um, and let's work it through. Um, this is, this is the thing of my life that brings me the most joy. Okay. Being able to help people, um, being that person for them when they need to talk to somebody about the relationships that they're in and the intimacy that they may not know how to show. Okay. This is what lights me up on the inside. So I'm trying to tell you, come on through, come on through. Um, if you were interested in booking a session, DM me, comment wherever you see this video and let me know. And I will get with you and we will do what's, you know, I will send you the links. We will get, you know, paperwork done and we will get you in a, in a call where you can see my face like right now and we can go back and forth. Okay. Um, the consultation for a, for a session is absolutely for free, for free. Okay. So there's nothing really holding you back from doing a Lisa discovery call so we could figure out if I could even help you. Right. Which I'm pretty sure I could, but to get you comfortable with the idea of how it works, you at least have to get in the chair in the first place. It's free to do that. I'm not charging you for you to talk to me about what's going on the first time. Now, if we decide that, you know, there's several sessions that are going to be needed after, which there generally are, so don't be surprised, then I'll send you my booking link for that, okay? But you have to start somewhere, right? And isn't this the year that we're like, oh, we're going to work on me, and I'm doing what's best for me, and yada, yada, yada? Wasn't that like the resolution? 
wasn't that the resolution? So what you did? Did you do anything yet? Is the year halfway over? Did you start? Okay. Can't afford therapy. Can't afford going to an actual therapist's office. Hello, life coach. That is in therapy. You're getting what she gives to me secondhand and for free the first time. <laughs> Anywho, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for participating um, and listening in my, my platform here. Um, if you didn't know this, just a little tidbit at the, bit, at the end here. Um, I recorded my first episode about BDSM. I gave definitions, gave you a little insight of the life. Um, that episode was dropped last week. Um, I said it in one in the episode that it is going to be dropped on Fridays, okay? The BDSM, the uh, kink and tell after dark is going to be dropped on Fridays. Now, I was juggling back and forth with whether or not it was going to be bi-weekly or if it was going to be weekly. Um, it's kind of, we're, we're kind of working it into the schedule of the myriad of a bunch of other things that I do. So right now, it is based off of every other week, okay? Um, however, I am thinking about dropping maybe an episode in between um, once in a while. So you have to keep up with me to know when the next episode is going to happen, okay? It's going to be like a Cracker Jack box. You're not going to know what toy is inside. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for... In uh oh. Okay, there we go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we are out of here. Love you.